0: Welcome back. So pleased you're joining me today. And we're going to talk more about hard days. This is specifically focused on school holidays and holidays where you've actually gone away from home. Um, I think this is such an important thing to talk about. I wanted to do a special holiday edition, particularly because, um, where I'm sitting in the UK, um, it's really hot and it's summer holidays now for the schools. And that can be like a double edged sword, to be honest. So. I want to start off by um really saying that this is a time not to shame ourselves for our reactions, not to shame ourselves if we're dreading it, not to shame ourselves if these kind of nine weeks or six weeks or five weeks, however long your summer holiday is for your kids, stretches ahead of you and you feel like dread in the pit of your stomach or um, feel scared about how you're going to manage. Let's talk through all of this here today. One of the quotes I love from Brene Brown is a quote where she says, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we'll ever do. And here, I really want to kind of encourage you to think bravely about um how you feel about holidays. Maybe you're someone who loves the summer holidays with your kids and it feels really easy. I suspect many of my listeners don't love their holidays that much. I certainly go into the bucket of not loving the holidays so much or at least feeling um maybe a bit stressed and pressured about what I'm gonna do. And so I want to kind of let's 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 widen our window of tolerance to have that conversation and um support each other in this community to know that many of us feel the same way and that it makes sense that we would feel this way because of some of our childhood coping mechanisms. Maybe listen to the first episode about um uh, words of encouragement or hard days, which is actually episode five. I talk a lot more about perfectionism in that episode and um our inner critics. And that will give you a bit of background about why it might feel hard. Let me just say briefly something about perfectionism um, here. Often when we've learned to perfect and be good in childhood to um, make our lives more manageable uh, growing up, you know, when our emotional safety is based around perfectionism, it can feel in motherhood like you need to optimize all situations for your children, and translating that into the holidays mean that you're kind of constantly entertaining them, taking them places, and kind of it sets up this very high expectation, first of all, a sense of um, over-responsibility. Um, we can tend to get into some over-parenting and put a ton of pressure on ourselves. So we're going to talk about all of those and we want to kind of strip that right back so that you can feel less pressure, have lower expectations and actually have some joy for you. So let's think about the the holidays generally. So if your kids attend school, on the one hand, it's really quite joyful not to have the rush of the school runs in the morning to be able to wake up later, have a more gentle morning routine, uh, be together, have a leisurely breakfast. And on the other hand, There can be the sense of you having sort of lots and lots of long days stretching out ahead of you, and that alone can feel like a massive amount of pressure of what on earth am I going to do with these little treasures, and how am I going to actually manage? The first thing I want to say is we need to reduce the pressure and the expectation. And I know for most of you, the pressure is internal. So it's this loud voice that we have that we that tells us that we need to get things right, that we need to optimise that we need to create wonderful memories all of the time and we need to keep our kids happy. Now, bless that little voice inside of us, our inner critic, and kind of our perfectionist driver, and that part of us who feels that she or he needs to really optimize for everyone around them. You know, part of um, any therapy journey actually is integration. We have these parts of ourselves who develop to help us survive in the moment when we're growing up. So we're not trying to kind of excommunicate these parts of us, but we kind of want to really work on cultivating, um, our functional adult, that part of it who's more realistic, who can soothe the part of you who feels so anxious about what she's going to do in the holidays and really also be present for you as a person and think about actually what is good for me in this scenario? How am I going to make this good for me? As opposed to focusing all the attention on trying to ca- create some sort of magical fantasy for your kids. You and ensuring that you feel good is actually the center of managing this holiday period. And also for your kids, you being in a, in a good space and actually you experiencing some joy as you go about this time will make it much better for them. So another bit of context around holidays is that before parenting, many of us worked really hard all week. We may even have worked on the weekends and we looked forward to holidays. Holidays were a time to rest to eat meals whenever you would like, so maybe have a much later breakfast, um, later meals, to wake up later, to read lots of books, to um, be spontaneous, to not know where the next food was going to come from and to know that that was all right, to be able to make multiple transitions during the day um, without having to contend with emotional meltdowns to have peace by the pool, to be able to lie in the sun or to explore a city or to go on a hike or to uh, go on a boat, whatever you used to like to do. But what characterized holidays is that our time was mostly our own and we could make decisions about that. And all of the responsibilities around work and other things prior to having children were largely removed on a holiday. So it was really a very joyful time. I used to find holidays really, really joyful. And the transition to holidays as a parent is hard. So both holidays when you go away um, from your house and holidays, just generally school holidays. And I really think that it's important to kind of name that and honor that. So you're kind of ongoing, certainly still for me, my ongoing fantasy around holidays is that idea of um, I'm going to be able to read. I Always overpack like about 800 books. Well, not 800, but you know, I, I have this idea still that I'll be able to read, which is never true. But for me, holidays used to represent, um, like a lovely beach. I went to Kefalonia with my husband, I think just before we fell pregnant or I fell pregnant. And, um, we had this lovely holiday where we had some lovely seafood. We explored different beaches in Kefalonia so we could drive around to these different beaches. We just trusted that we would find somewhere to have lunch. We explored. I got to read. It was just really, really lovely. And when you make a transition to being a parent, that all goes out the window. And, um, we may feel like we need to shush ourselves with gratitude. So the gratitude of, Oh, I'm so grateful. I've got children. Um, I'm so grateful. I've got healthy, healthy, wonderful babies. Yes, we are. We can hold the gratitude alongside the grief, um, for the way holidays used to be. We can have both of those and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. It just means, you know, those both of things can be true at the same time. I think it's helpful to consider a bit of nervous system science here when we conceiving of how we're going to spend this time in July and August. And, um, there's three things that, um, are useful in terms of nervous system regulation, which help our nervous system get organized. They are context, choice and connection. So as you sit, this time now um, in July 2022, and you think about your holiday period with your children, I want you to really think deeply about your own context. So if you have family nearby, if you have parents who are involved with your children, can you um, really involve them? Can you really get some support for yourself over this time? Some people don't have any family around and are perhaps estranged from their parents. So that will alter your context. That might mean that you need to hire some childcare if you can afford it or, um, do it like a, a spend an afternoon with a friend where they look after your children and you can have a break. Because I think giving yourself an overview of what you're going to be facing and planning for rest is really helpful. So look at your individual context and try and figure out how can you Give yourself some support over this time. That also applies to your children. So letting your children know the context of what's going to be happening over the holidays can be really helpful. It helps on a daily basis to sometimes let them know what's going to be happening as well. That's, that can be organizing for their nervous system. The next thing is choice. Can you give yourself choices around how you're going to spend this time? And I mean, um, like high level things all the way down to things that are very granular, like how am I going to do something For myself today to help take the charge out of my nervous system or regulate myself so that I can actually manage this day with my kids. Giving yourself choices is a really important, um, way. To first of all, develop preferences. So if you, if you are not in touch with your needs, giving yourself a couple of different choices and then noticing what arises in your body for each of those choices can be a helpful way to start identifying your needs and your wants, actually. But so look at the choices, like look around. Where do you live? What would be a nice way for me to spend time with my children? Sometimes that's staying at home and doing water play. Sometimes that's going to a local Park or like a national trust property with tons of trees so that they shade for you. But thinking deeply about your own choices and how can you structure things so that it's really joyful for you, um, as the parent or as the mother. For, for many of us, this, this load of holidays falls to the mother or one of the mothers, or maybe you have a family where, um, the dad takes more of the childcare responsibility, whatever the structure of your family is. Please be aware of the choices that you have. So for example, if you are parenting, some of us have, um, partners or, um, or we parent alone. We solo parent all of the time. So that requires a lot of kind of thinking about how can I, um, have a day or have like a lot of days where I am totally responsible for these children. And I've actually had a bit of joy in it. Because too much of the kind of messaging around motherhood is that we somehow need to throw ourselves on the altar of motherhood and dedicate ourselves totally to the children. And that's really, um, when you have perfectionist wiring, that's, that goes, gets kind of amplified. So we want to kind of interrupt that and think, okay, how can I actually, um, celebrate myself in this and have a wonderful time with my children? For example, if I was having, um, period where my I have a husband, so I I co-parent with him, and I had to be doing um, the childcare all the way throughout the holidays and entertaining them. I would, for me, every day, do some exercise in the morning so that I could feel well regulated. That would be my success criteria. And so my kids maybe would watch the same thing every day. Maybe your kids watch Frozen every morning while you do a 30-minute workout or a 20-minute yoga sequence or 10 minutes of jumping up and down, and then you have a shower because that will fundamentally alter the way your day goes. I always recommend... um thinking about what your success criteria is ahead of time and having very low expectations for that success criteria. So for me, my success criteria in those cases would be right before they have their breakfast, I'm going to turn on the TV and I'm going to do like 20 minutes of something and then I'm going to have a really quick shower or maybe I then have breakfast and then I have a shower. But I'm going to do that so that I feel that I've done something for me and then I care less about what happens the rest of the day and I, I hold less onto outcomes because the problem comes up when we have these fixed outcomes about how things should be and nothing ever goes according to how we plan it with children. That's kind of the only thing I'm sure of. So it also really helps for your children to have choice. So I notice often I give my children choices, which, which actually are quite hilarious in some ways because both of the outcomes are ones that I'm happy with, but it, it it gives them so much agency to ponder on, okay, what do I want here? And that is helpful and organizing for their nervous system. So that's regulating for their nervous system. So when you're thinking about the days, you can give them a choice about, okay, so we're going to stay at home today. Would you like to play with the water table or would you like to paint the fence? So we, not so much now, my kids are a bit older, but um, we used to paint the fence a lot. With just with water, and that would give great joy. But if you're giving choice to them, as long as you're both ha- if you're happy with both of the choices, that will help them be better regulated. So consider choice for both of you, and obviously make sure that you're happy with the choices you're giving. So the last thing that I mentioned for that's um, organizing for our nervous systems is connection. That is a really, really important thing when we're parenting and doing our mothering. Is connection, connection with other adults, sharing the load, um, being with a friend in the park, meeting up with a mom that you know or dad that you know with their kids and kind of having a picnic together. All of those things help kind of reduce the overall pain of some of the experience. So any co-regulation you can have with other adults will be helpful. And sometimes that's not possible. I find sometimes listening to podcasts that ground me or, or your videos on YouTube that I find very kind of soothing, help me feel like I'm having some connection, even when it's just me and my kids. The thing about regulation and co-regulation. So when we have a tiny baby, we are kind of regulating them. They like, we're doing the full job of regulation as our children get older. They can get better at regulating themselves. So, so over time, and I'll, I'll explain this in a, we'll do a kind of a deep dive into this in another podcast, but over time, as children get older, they take on more of the ability to regulate themselves, but they will always return to us for regulation, particularly in times of stress or if they've hurt themselves or if they're feeling worried about something. One of the things to remember about um, connection is that we help them be better regulated, and then they help us. So when your child is getting very dysregulated, it tends to then dysregulate us. And we have to work harder to be uh, regulated in the face of their dysregulation. So we are the start. So if we are well tended to and as like as well regulated as possible on any given day, because we've taken care of ourselves like as early as we can during the day, that will make connection with our children easier. They are less likely to be dysregulated if we are more well-regulated. I hope that makes sense. So think about what you love. Like think about in wherever you're going to be in the local area, wherever you are, what is it that you love? So I love trees and nature and um, being in the shade, having access to like a nice walking path, I like doing a combination of things. So I'm happy to sit in a playground with them. And I also then want to have a time for me of walking around with them. So I try and structure days like that for all of us, because then all of us have the opportunity to enjoy it. And, and there's the, the kind of reduces the chance of me getting kind of, um, grumpy or resentful or dysregulated and. There's more opportunities for joy. Obviously, it doesn't always work out, but think about what you love, prioritize the things that you love, and then do that with them. Share that with your children. You know, and coming back to that quote, um, the Bridget Brown quote from the beginning, where I said, owning our story and, cu- and, and um, loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. You don't need to shame yourself if you struggle in the holidays. You don't need to berate yourself. I am someone who likes to have other adults around actually. I much prefer to do things b- with my husband than uh, by myself when I'm with my kids. I'm someone who needs to tend to myself uh, carefully and gently and to be really kind to myself so that I can be um, available for, for my kids. I am not the most relaxed person ever. I always used to want to be really chilled out and I'm not. And that's a lot to do with my history and my nervous system. And that's okay as well. So we can own that about ourselves and plan around that. We don't have to criticize the way we are. I think that's a really, really important point. Please lower your expectations of things. Don't have set fixed ideas about we have to do this, we have to do this, and we have to do that, and then it'll be a good day. Don't over plan. Don't have like multiple commitments that you're trying to get to in a day keep things as simple as you can. What children really want is that connection, connection with us. And if we are enjoying ourselves and we can have joy with them is really, really what they want. That is the stuff that builds memories. And often it can feel like we need to have like big fancy outings or go to this museum or that museum. But all of that layers and expectation and pressure expectation that they'll want to even look at the paintings or that they'll pay any attention to the gallery or. Behave in a way that we think demonstrates that the experience has been valuable. I remember taking my kids to the Natural History Museum, and um, um maybe you've been there, but it's the 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 kind of grand hall that you enter into—it's very beautiful. It's got a beautiful set of stairs, and it's got a massive um, skeleton in the middle of it. I want to say it's a dinosaur, but I actually think it's a whale. Anyway, see, um, I don't know what to no, know what it is, but and all we did was try and find our way to this dinosaur that like, basically moves. And um when I talked to one of my daughters afterwards, the, her favorite part of that outing was the steps. So these beautiful steps in this entrance hall. And that was her favorite part. And how joyful that that was her favorite part. And if I had gone hoping that we'd look at all the rocks or or the dinosaur skeletons or whatever else is in the Natural History Museum, I would have been sorely disappointed. And probably uh, criticizing her or or giving her the message somehow that her reaction to the natural chemistry museum wasn't good enough so have very very low expectations don't don't make like overcomplicated outings don't expect your children to act in any way older than they are expect them to act younger actually um and give them a lot of grace because if you're giving yourself grace it's much easier to give us grace Okay, that's been really focused on when we're having a, when we're at home during the holidays. Um, I think that going away with children is, um, even more complex and comes with more kind of challenge often, um, for many reasons and, Also, for parents, I think the holidays can be, holidays away from home can be harder because you lose the whole support system of your routine at home and all the ways that you've learned to cope during your days at home. So, you may have pets who help with the co regulation. You know, you might have a dog, a cat, a bunny. Um, All of that um, helps. You may have a a lovely garden. You may have um, different sensory toys. Whatever you do, kind of to manage your days at home, when you're going on holiday, that's all gone. So notice that, notice that for yourself. Um, It's much more complicated. Pretty much every child I know has um, not an easy relationship with food and has specific things they want to eat and not want to eat. And um, when when we go on holiday, my girls basically will eat chips and bread and vegetable sticks, you know, cucumber, celery, carrots, pepper, and apples. And sort of like other fruit, strawberries, they won't really kind of engage with things. And it's taken me a long time to just think that's fine. It doesn't matter. We're just going to have chips and bread and various bits of vegetables. And, um, you know, it's, it's not going to be a big issue. Having low expectations for going away holidays is also important because we can get into this sort of thinking pattern that each moment of those 24 hours in each day needs to be good and needs to be kind of um, enjoyable. And often um, I've noticed in, in about, um, we sort of have a lot of um, trickiness in, on holidays in terms of like the food, the routine. Um, well, my girls are both highly sensitive. So some of the, um, the things about new locations are difficult for them. Um, it takes them a while to settle in. And then, um, I noticed that we, on about the third or fourth day, we kind of hit our, kind of our groove. And then probably I noticed we can have about two really good hours a day. <laughs> yeah. So I really, I just, I want to say to you, it's it, it, this fantasy of everyone else is having this fabulous time. It's not true. When, when we go away on holiday, one of the ways that I try and give myself joy is to go for a walk. So to try and be creative about when I can go for a walk that's by myself, maybe I do that before breakfast. Maybe I do that, um, if they're watching some TV in the evening before bath time. Parenting young children is exhausting. It's, um, it's draining. We're tired. We've got so much conflicting information about what we should be doing. Um, we ha- may have concerns about our individual children. We maybe have concerns about ourselves and our own ability to regulate. And so all of the swirling around. Added to high expectations and pressure, just make it all a bit nightmarish. So please like rein in those expectations, reduce the pressure on yourself. See how much, you know, that idea that we talked about in the, the last thing about hard times is focus on, on seeing with your heart, on noticing the beautiful moments and on soothing yourself through the bits that you find hard. The more you soothe yourself, the more you can actually be there for your children, and the more you can have a realistic view of what to expect. So I really hope some of these tips help and that you can be gentle with yourself as you go through this. Having kids is is a is a big exercise in widening our window of tolerance for what we can sit with and not get dysregulated. It's a huge exercise in that. And um, the more kind of trauma you've had, the less well regulated you will be. So be very gentle with yourself, really, really gentle and, um, start really prioritizing yourself as you consider how you're going to, um, kind of try and enjoy this time to, to have moments where you can really connect with your kids, where you can be playful with them, where you can also paint the wall. Or I was, um, my kids love water and last weekend it was really hot and, um, we bought a paddling pool and it's quite a big one and they've been wanting me to get it and wanting me to get in it. And I, so I decided, okay, I'll get in with you. I just did a whirlpool for them. So I basically bum shuffled around the paddling pool and made it the water like all whirly. And as I was doing this, we have a house that's really quite overlooked. And I thought all these neighbors can probably see me here. I'm in my costumes doing this, like going around and around in this pool, but it was so joyful. My kids absolutely loved it. I was making this whirlpool just by like sitting on my bum and going around and around the pool. It was just so uh, profoundly connecting. It was very simple. Um, and that's going to be something I'm adding to my list for the holidays for me. So I'm going to make myself a list of the things that we can do when we're at home. Um, if we need some entertainment, not that it's my job to entertain them, but you know, I can play with them and playing for ourselves is also really important, but playing with our kids can be so joyful. So um, from my heart to your heart, um, I'm wishing us all a good summer holidays. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself, for more heart-centered, connected, authentic and resilient living.